Welcome to another edition of the Brad Foe Show, powered by our great friends at McFarland Energy. We would not have anybody else, anybody, go side by side with us throughout what is baseball season. And this is baseball season. I don't care what the owners or the players say, lockout, be damned. This is baseball season. We are going to have fun with baseball, and it starts right now. It starts with Alex Benellis, Red Sox prospect. Came over in the Hunter Renfro and Jackie Bradley trade. He jumps aboard the Bradford train. Uh, and really, big news. Big news and re- respect that we have adopted Alex Benellis. And when I say that, I mean we want to pick one minor leaguer, one prospect, one person who we felt deserved to be followed by the Boston sports fans, by the Bradford show audience, by New England baseball fans, all of it deserved that. And Alex Benellis is that person. And when you hear him talk, you can understand why. Great personality, exactly what you want, not only in in terms of a player, corner, infielder who hits home runs, but also just a personality. So soak it in. Again, jump aboard the Alex Benellis bandwagon. Jump aboard the Bradford Show bandwagon. Subscribe, whatever you can. But it starts right now. We're having fun with baseball. I don't care about what the players, the owners are doing. Coop, me, Alex, all of us, we're having fun with baseball. It starts right now. All right. We are honored, absolutely honored to have on Alex Benellis, who is, um, Alex, I don't know if you know this. This is. I'm going to kick things off by saying this. You have been designated as the Bradford Show's Prospect of the Year for 2022. So, oh wow! Yes, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a big honor, and that means <laughs> that we are going to follow your progress throughout the course of the year, and we are putting full stock uh, in the Bradford Show, um, in WEI, and the entire Boston sports community. You are the guy who are we we are getting behind more than any other prospect. So, congratulations. I appreciate it. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what, what comes out of it. And, and uh, hopefully I can uh, give you guys some good content throughout, throughout this uh, long season. It's, well, we, we expect you to, to um, do at least one TikTok involving uh, a T-shirt that we're going to send you. Okay. Speaking of Perfect. which, by the way, oh, my goodness. You know, let's go. Let's go. Like, everyone talks about, you know, baseball and needing to, to embrace the younger fans and everything else. You already have done the best TikTok in the history of the Boston Red Sox organization. Congratulations <laughs> on that, right? Am, am I wrong, Coop? I, I mean, probably the most viral of all the uh, prospects for the Red Sox. So you got that going for you. Better, better than Pedroia, better than, better than Jim Rice, better than Ted Williams, better than uh, Alex Verdugo, anybody. But <laughs> so, Do you think Jim Rice would pick, put up good TikTok numbers? Nah. Uh, uh, a different no. era. He was playing in a different era. I feel like when I do get down there, and Alex, I'll see you down in Fort Myers. Uh, I as soon as this baby's over, and yeah. the baby being with the lockout. Um, yeah. But um, I am going to get Jim Rice to do a TikTok, perhaps with you, Alex. I don't know. I I guarantee <laughs> you guys no idea what it is. But tell tell me a little bit before we get going. I was tell me like the the one that went viral. You and your buddies, right? Yeah. When you yeah. were traded from the Red Sox. Um, you had four of your friends, four, three, three, or four. three, three, three of my friends. Yeah. All right. Talk, 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 take me. We always like to do the 30 for 30 documentaries on, on, uh, on memorable moments. Take me behind that one. What happened? Yeah. So my buddies, uh, I got like 13 really close friends that I got back home 
And those are only three of them um, that didn't have work the next day. So they came over to my house and uh, we're just talking about what happened, what went down, you know, what phone calls I've had and and whatnot. But, uh, you know, a big majority of my buddies all got hats and these three did. And they all wore them in my house that night. And, you know, they saw my phone kind of going crazy through Twitter. A lot of people were tweeting, tweeting at me and Instagram, you know, was kind of going crazy. And uh, they're like, let's make a TikTok, you know, this might go viral. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then I'm like, well, we can't dance because TikTok's a lot of dancing. So like, there's no way we're dancing. We're not that coordinated. And uh, so my, my, my buddy, uh, his name's Bobby. He's like, this one's pretty easy. We just, we just bob our heads with the hats on. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So, you know, two or three tries it took and uh, away it went and, and it, it sure took off. Well, so, so I, I have a question real quick. How many stores are selling Boston Red Sox hats up there? Uh, like not that, many. That, so they, were those yeah. like previously owned or because I know you you grew up a Red Sox fan. Uh, Is that no, correct? I, I grew, no, I grew up uh, uh, actually a Brewers fan because I'm from. Oh, you're Boston. right in the area. Yes. But um, no. So they, they went to, to Lids. And this is kind of a funny story, too. So they went to Lids, uh, the hat store and, and, and you know, a lot of malls. And they, they did have Red Sox hats, but they they went at a little later the, the next day after the trade. And one of the, the, the lid stores were sold out of Boston baseball hats. And so they're like, what is going like, is, is it I, there's no way that it could be from me being, you know, traded to Boston. But, you know, they, they joked around, you know, you sold out the Boston uh, Red Sox hats at the lid store. So then they drove to a mall about 30 minutes away and they had it. So, uh you know, you, you don't find them very often. You got to go to these select stores and one of them actually sold out before they, they had the chance to go buy them. That's the Alex uh, bump right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get your Let's jerseys go. going in there. Let's go. Right. I mean, so you do yeah. it, you execute it and you said it took a couple of times, right? Two or three times or whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But when you nail it, right? When you like, okay, that's it. I mean, was there? Oh yeah, we were high fiving. Yeah, we were high fiving. We we're like, all right, this is it. We did it, <laughs> and uh, and we we did do it. It was it was it was a hit. You know, it was pretty cool to see. Well, that's the thing. And so then you get then obviously you sort of you know listen. God bless the Brewers. God bless the rest of baseball. But you know there is sort of this fandom in Red Sox world especially when any time a trade is made there it's it becomes a big deal and everyone starts you know looking you up searching you you know looking at you your stuff on tiktok on social media i mean you probably you were probably smacked across the face pretty quick about like oh man this is you know we want it to go viral and actually we actually have a chance for it to actually happen yeah yeah i mean it, it was it was crazy you know that 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 whole week after, I mean, I still get DMs on, on Instagram and, and Twitter and whatnot, but uh, all of it has been very, very healthy things, very nice things, you know, welcome, welcome to Red Sox nation and all this stuff, you know, you know, hopefully see you in Boston one day, you know, looking forward to it. Best of luck. And it, it's awesome to see this, this fan base kind of, you know, become uh, one with me through social media so quick. And that was, that that made the trade a whole lot easier, knowing that you know the fans they're they're so invested in in, in uh, the Boston Red Sox, and they have all these people reaching out with very nice things to say. Uh, it was it was it was very nice to see. Has it been a little crazy? That a- has it been a little well, crazy in that way? Like in that like like you said, you know, people reaching out in a nice way, but you know, 
like, oh my goodness, you know, I, I was running around in in Fort Myers. I took a swing in Fort Myers. I threw a ball in Fort Myers. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah there he is. There's the guy <laughs> we just traded for. Is that a little weird? Yeah, I, it, 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 it is, and it, and, it, and it isn't at the same time. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's just baseball. You know, you got to go out there, got to have fun and, uh, and trust your abilities. But, you know, having a little more eyes on you, uh, just through, you know, what happens on social media, uh, through a big trade that, you know, the lockout happened 30 minutes after my trade. So, you know, that was the last really big thing to happen. So it's a lot of, you know, really fresh on, on people's minds. I think that that also made it uh, a bigger deal with the lockout happening and that being kind of the last was it, transaction. Was it, was it 30 minutes? Was it like 30, literally 30 minutes? Yeah, literally 30 minutes before the, before the uh, lockout had happened. I was just sitting on the couch with my dad watching ESPN, and I, and I get a call at 1030 at night. And it's, uh, you know, they let the Brewers let me know, you know, being traded to Boston, you know, you get, you'll get a phone call from them in a little bit and whatever. But yeah, 1030 at night, just, I got a call and that was it. Lockout 30 minutes later. <laughs> Coop, did you have some? I mean, that's that's got to be pretty like relaxing to know that you you are situated going into the next season because I, I'm not sure if you had any idea that you might be traded at all or just when that hit, was there any kind of like sigh of relief? And it's just like, well, at least I do know I'm going somewhere come spring. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect that at all. Um, you know, I, I got drafted in, in 2021, so I, I never had a full spring training yet. And uh, to be traded before, you know, my first spring training, that I ever had um, was crazy. You know, my first full off season, you know, not really knowing what to expect too much. You know, it's my first off season as a professional baseball player, uh, you know, learning as I go, talking to guys, you know, what they do in off season, you know, are you going to any camps uh, before spring training, all this stuff. And then, you know, boom, I, I get sent to a whole different organization just as I thought I was learning my the organization that just had drafted me, you know, four months prior. So that was a little crazy, but, you know, so far being down in Fort Myers, I came down uh, for a camp before spring training in uh, middle of January. Got to know a lot of a lot of the staff down here, some players. Uh, I feel like that really helped. But uh, the, the staff here is amazing. Um, the players here have you know welcomed me with open arms, and it's it's been a very enjoyable process so far. Did you um, did the Red Sox or the Red Sox one of the teams that you were showing interest heading into the draft? Because obviously third round's high. I mean, this is a legit like high pick and in teams, you know, you can sort of tell a lot of times if teams are in on you, I would imagine that they probably, the, the fact that they traded for you, you know, less than a year later suggests that maybe they were in on you. Did you get that sense? Yeah. So in the fall at, at Louisville, um, we had a lot of scout meetings through zoom and, you know, I met with a, a big handful of teams, um, and the Red Sox were one of them. And, and I felt like that was one of my better meetings. Uh, it lasted, I, I remember correctly, like over an hour on, on the Zoom. Um, had a really good relationship with the area scout. He was probably one of my favorites to talk to. But um, I felt like that meeting with the Red Sox actually was probably my best one. And I remember, you know, telling my mom, because I'd always call my mom and dad after, you know. And I felt like Boston probably was my strongest meeting, had the biggest connection. Uh, you know, conversation kept going. There was no, you know, stopping for over an hour on Zoom. Um, and my high school baseball coach, 
he's the biggest you know Red Sox fan ever. Um, <laughs> he 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 looks just like Dustin Pedroia. Uh, they're, they're twins, and so that's his favorite player. And he's always been a Red Sox fan. And I remember texting him. You know, like just met with the Red Sox. You know, went went super like super good. And so yeah, the Red Sox were was a team that I had met with, and it actually was one of my better meetings that I thought just just um, how it how it felt. What's what's your high school baseball coach's name? Uh, Scott Holler. Okay, Rob, you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get um, Pedroia out. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I, I'm going to I'm going to send Pedroia a photo of what Scott. What's his last name? Holler. H O L L E R. Okay, well, it's it's worth a Google. So there you go. And so we'll we'll get we'll get to the bottom of this. See exactly how close he comes. Uh, you mentioned your parents. Um, because I'm exhaustive in my research, your dad played basketball in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. He played five years in the, in the Euro league in Greece. Um, who was the yeah, best player he, he ever played with or against, or give me the best. This isn't going to obviously, what's your dad's name? Uh, Pete. Pete. Okay. You know, with all due respect to Pete's basketball career, you know, that we won't, we won't dive too much into this, but it, it really interests me. So uh, what is uh, what is the best uh, either play? Well, what's the best story Pete has from his basketball playing days that he passed on to his son Alex? Yeah, um, he he played against Dominique Wilkins. Uh, oh yeah, uh, oh, wow. over there. So so yeah, he uh, he played against him a couple times in the in the same year. And the the first game he played against him, he, he was telling me, you know, he's kind of starstruck. He, you know, he saw him walk into the building, he's like, holy crap, that's him. And he actually had to guard him, and it didn't go too well the first time they played. <laughs> Dominique, Dominique kind of owned him, but uh, my dad, he, he's kind of got the similar mindset that that I have. You know, he passed it down to me where, you know, he he didn't like that. You know, someone dominating him like that, even if it was Dominique Wilkins. Kind of makes him step up his game a little bit more. Yes, and so the next couple times he played him, you know, he held his own against him, and, and uh, he would always tell me, you know, a couple games he outscored him and out, outperformed him. Uh, just because after that, that first time he played him, you know, he, he kind of got he got schooled by him a little bit, and that kind of pissed him off. But you know, yeah, he played against him. I remember when Dominique played in in Greece. Is it Greece? Was it Greece? Was it Greece? I think so. Cause my yeah. dad played in Greece. Yeah. So listen, he was good, man. Even when he played in Greece. So kudos to your dad. So I, you might you not might not have seen him, but I can tell you, your dad was a good basketball player. I am vouching for him. <laughs> um, all right, uh, we're going to get into some baseball questions before we do this. Your favorite, here's my uh, other bit of exhaustive research, favorite movie, Talladega Nights, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So I can, I often, you know, Talladega Nights is one of these movies where things come up in life and you're sort of, you can break out a quote for it. And I usually have two of them. And I don't know, like, what your favorite – I'll give you mine after, but we'll give me your favorite quote. Give me your go-to, and maybe there's a couple of them. Um, yeah, I mean, when there's so many. It's – throughout the whole movie, there's so many. But uh, I, I like when he's talking about how he's a big, hairy American winning machine and, uh, and when, he, when, he, when he just win, wins the race and, uh, and all that stuff. So probably when he's at, in the winner's circle – uh, you know, saying saying all that stuff. I, have you I'd ever that used that? Have, you know, with all due, I, listen. All I know is you have a beard, but have you ever used that line? I have with, with my buddies. With my buddies, I feel <laughs> if if you are the burly man of the group, like you, you have to break it out. Oh, you yeah, gotta. You have to. You gotta. 
And, and so I remember, so remember player Jason Bay, he was a, he was, this is way back. You know, he played for the Red Sox. He played for the Pirates. Anyway, he won the silver slugger. And I remember texting him. I said, congratulations on silver slugger. You got a comment. His comment, it was car ran good. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 see, that's another good one. You know, <laughs> when he when he doesn't know what to do when he's when he's getting an interview that <laughs> you can't go wrong. The other one, and sorry if I'm going down this rabbit hole, is is when they put the the cougar in the car, and yep. the dad says, "Lower your heart rate." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh so, yeah. So anyway, I'm amusing myself. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but so so Alex. You know, you obviously, like you said, you've worked out now a couple times with the Red Sox, your new team. Um, I would imagine, you know, listen, you just, you were playing college at this time last year, correct? At this time last mm-hmm. year. Um, and there's probably some sort of, hey, what's professional baseball look like? You know, what are the guys I'm going against? What would that look like? And even though, like, not everyone's there, there's obviously a lot of top prospects, a lot of top guys who are there. But by now, as we've gone through this, do you get, do you have more confidence? Do you have the confidence to say, okay, you know what? You know, no knock on any of these guys, but I can hang here. Like I can hang, I'm going to do okay. Is that more of a sense now than ever before? Yeah. I mean, when I feel like when I came into pro ball, uh, you know, after the college season, after the draft last year, you know, I felt, I felt that same way. Um, I've never really felt that I was going to be overpowered by anything. And that, that just has to, you know, circle back to my, my head coach at Louisville, Coach Mack, uh, the way that he prepares his players that play under him um, off the field stuff. So all the, you know, mental skills, mental toughness, uh, nutrition, sleep, as well as on the field in every aspect of the game, um, just how he, how he prepared me and all the other guys that, that he's coached and I've played with. Um, I felt like, you know, I was beyond prepared. To, for, for pro, uh, professional baseball. And so after going through that first, that first, you know, I, I call it the end of summer. And then mm-hmm. now going into spring training, I'd say I still got that same mindset of, you know, I'm prepared. You know, I, I've played in the ACC, a very good baseball conference. I've played, you know, at Louisville in the spring and fall scrimmages against uh, pitchers that, that went in the first round, you know, top five rounds. Uh, you know, I played with, and hit against Reed Detmers, who, you know, just got called up with the Angels this, this past year, um, you know, faced him, you know, over 20, 25 times in the scrimmages. And it was not fun, I'll tell you that. Um, but, you know, just just being in a program that that prepares every player for the next level, because, you know, if you play baseball at Louisville, you want to play at the next level, uh, which is professional baseball. And Coach Mack gets every everyone prepared for, for that uh, – experience and that next step you know when when you when you look at sort of uh like moments uh when you have been in the red sox uniform (laughs) 20 years from now we're going to be looking at you being inducted to the red sox hall of fame but now i only look at it as you've had a couple weeks give me your best moment in a red sox uniform so far Oh, so far. Um, I know where it, like it literally could be ha- have been like one ball you hit in, in BP on field five. I, I mean, it's it's but but it's yeah. Something. Um, I'll probably go with it was, it was literally my first day. 
uh, first day, um, I was hitting, we're hitting BP. It was me, Cassis, and uh, Nick York. And we're hitting BP together. You know, it's my first time seeing them hit, you know, their first time seeing me hit. And it was in the, this winter warm-up camp that we had. So we went down for a week and, you know, just, just took BP, lifted and took some ground balls. It was pretty simple, just kind of, you know, get outside. And I had a, a BP machine bat that I've been using all, all, you know, fall and all winter off the machine and in the cage. And it was kind of beat up and I got a pitch inside and I didn't get my hands, you know, inside of it quick enough. And I kind of got jammed and, and BP and the bat broke, you know, for, first couple swings. I broke my bat in BP and they were letting me hear it, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh crap. You know, <laughs> I really got to recover from this one. Great first so impression. I'd, yeah. So I'd say that that's probably the most uh, funny story that I got so far. Listen, it's smart though, because now you're like, you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe that the kid who broke the bat is like so good and hitting bombs all over the place. <laughs> Look how far he's come. So, so you could just, you just got to paint it as I hit the ball too hard there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was a little too strong for, for the bat. Exactly. So, so you, you, so we have had um, uh, Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Houck on the podcast back to back. And the reason why we had them on back to back was because they threw down gauntlets to each other about who could win in a race, a running race. <laughs> so uh, in the spirit of the Brad Foe show uh, competition, I am going to ask you, who would you like to take on in a running race uh, that perhaps maybe thinks they could beat you in a running race, but you know that you oh. could beat them in a running race? And then, of course, we're going to take that and oh. challenge them, and it's going to be a big thing, and it's going to be sponsored, and yeah. Um, you know, for, for being a big guy, I feel like I move pretty good, and yeah, I do a lot of speed work, so I, I take this, you know, kind of seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, as you should. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot um, on the table here. Yeah. So I think a, a guy that, you know, jokes around quite a bit, uh, probably Marcelo Meyer. Uh, he, he's, he, he's been one of my close buddies this year. And I think, you know, we go back and forth a lot joking around and I feel like I could beat him in a race and he, he would not expect me to beat him. Now, Alex, no disrespect when we were talking to Tanner, I had the question thrown at me who I would pick. And I, my dark horse candidate was Marcelo. No, you said, you said, we said, who is the fastest member of the Red Sox organization? All right. Well, we didn't have to bring up that part. That was a huge yeah, statement. Marcelo Meyer, and I said, are you nuts? Are you crazy? No disrespect. But I, I am nuts. I am crazy. Well, but yeah. And just, and just to make my point, I am absolutely in this race, which we were going to make happen. I am going to call Alex Cora right after this is over. And uh, I am absolutely picking Alex. I am, I am putting all my chips to the military. I believe in you, Alex. So. <laughs> I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him because I'm going to talk to him before. I'm going to get in his head. You know, I got all the tactics. I, I'm, I'll get him. That's, and that's, let's be honest, that's the best part of any time we do something like this, right? It's the hype leading exactly. up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. All right. Real quick question. Is even though you're both new to the, to the team, into spring training is Marcelo like the puppy of the the spring training group right now since he's the youngest no. guy in there no he he Marcelo he's he he's he's different and it's awesome as a personality um he, he's funny 
you you know, if, if I walked in and I didn't know who he was, you know, I never think that he's, you know, 19 years old, you know, just got picked out. Just of an all around clubhouse guy. Yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome to be around. Uh, you know, I pretty much get dinner with him every night to meet a group of guys and, and he, he's funny to be around and, and he, he's very uh, mature um, in the way that he carries himself on the baseball field. Uh, maybe off the field around the guys, you know, you could tell uh, the damn high school kid, you know, <laughs> he, he'll, he'll say something and it's like, oh, maybe you should have went to college. <laughs> we always joke around. Just, just learn a little funny. bit more. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's awesome. He, he's, he's very fun. He's one of those guys that you want on your team. It just makes, you know, every day that much funnier and, and easier to, you know, come to the park ready to compete with him. Well, I would say that when I get down there, we always, we have an annual tradition of doing a podcast at Twin Peaks, but Marcelo isn't old enough to go there. So <laughs> sneak him in the back. Yeah. Sneak him in the back. Yeah. It's, it's a family, yeah. right? it's a family organ, uh, environment. It's all good. Yeah. Um, all right. This is good. I like this. All right. I like, I like competition. I like uh, events. And, um, and I like trash talk. So this is good, Alex. Excellent job. Um, we're going to get that going. All right. Perfect. And I know Coop has some questions from some people, but we have designated you also as our, uh, for, there's a lot of designations going on today. We've designated you as our NFC North correspondent for the podcast as well. Will you accept that right. as well? Yes. Okay, good. All right. Big news. Aaron Rodgers um, signs, right? Or I'm sorry. You started cheesing oh. there real hard. So, oh, I'm so I was so no pun intended yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so uh, it was an exciting moment for you. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Um, so you are a Packers fan. You're all your life, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. With, with Packers are your team above everything else. I mean, other than the yeah. Rockets and Brewers and whatever. Yeah, Packers are. Yeah, they're they're, they're my team. Have you okay? Uh, easy question. Have you ever met Aaron Rodgers? No, but I want to. We'll definitely, on, we'll yeah, definitely on my bucket list. I want to okay. meet him. Um, have you ever done the cleanse that Al, that Aaron Rodgers did? Are you familiar with? No, that? no. Yeah, I know. He's the Panta Charman thing. Yeah, I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, I know he's done some crazy things, but yeah. I'm not. It doesn't matter. Simply put, crazy things. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers is back. So as our NFC North correspondent, um, are you? And, and by the way, franchising Devontae Adams. Congratulations with that. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, our Boston College product AJ Dillon still in the fold. Yep. Um, are you predicting now, here and now, that the Packers will be in the Super Bowl? Yeah, we have to. Okay. We have to. I think we will. Okay. Oh, have, that's you ever, bold. have you ever worn a foam cheese head? Of course. Of course. Have you ever worn a foam cheese head at Lambeau Field? I have not. I have not worn it there. Okay. But you've been to Lambeau Field, obviously. Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. What is the what is the best game that you ever went to? Well, I I actually have not gone to, to many, but um I saw it was a it was a while ago, but it was the Seahawks. Um, I forgot what year it was. I was real young. Um, I remember the atmosphere of that game was was crazy. Uh, it was a Seahawks regular season game. Uh, I went with uh, my grand my grandparents, and my mom, and we were in we were in the booth. We had a booth 
So that that made what? it uh, very very well, how crazy. Did, how yeah. did that happen? Are you are you more I famous think... than we realize? Is that because your dad guarded Dominique Wilkins? <laughs> no, I think my my grandpa got it from work or something. Okay. And, uh, just Wisconsin royalty. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, so I think just being in the booth with uh, with my parents and seeing you know the Seahawks play Green Bay, which is kind of a little rivalry that we got going on. I think that was probably my my favorite game that I've been to. It's, listen, it's not a bad team to root for, man. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, we're we're spoiled around here, obviously. I don't know if you ever heard of the New England Patriots, but yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, I like. I, I was always a huge Brady fan. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'll admit that Brady is the goat. He, oh, he is okay. the goat. Oh, more thank, than, wait, thank wait, you wait. for admitting the truth. Wait a second. I will. I mean, you, more than Aaron Rodgers. I think if if you wanted to go in terms of goat. I think you go Brady, but if you go terms of best to ever play the position, talent wise, I think it's Rod, it's Rogers. That's fair. Okay. Do you, do you think that that Rogers deserved the MVP this past season? I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. All right. Interesting to see him do it again too. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. How many times has Brady done it? I don't know no. how many. It's, times it's like Mike been. Trout. You can't give Mike Trout the MVP every year. Oh well, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's very diplomatic. Um, very excellent job of being diplomatic. Um, <laughs> the uh, by the way, going back to baseball, because um, going back to baseball. So, oh, I mean, this is actually one of the questions. Coop, Coop, why don't you rattle off some of the questions that people? You see? want some of the questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Which one in particular were you looking for? A baseball one. What are you like? What are you? What are you good at? And baseball. Were you good at? Just simply because put, what are you good one, at in no, baseball, the one, Alex? The one, the one that I'm thinking of was something along the lines of strongest besides, part of his game besides, that isn't the beard. Besides having an awesome beard, what yeah. is what is what is your best quality? That one comes in from Mike. Okay. Mike wants to know strongest part of your game that isn't your beard. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Just just being a, a competitor. Um, no matter what's going on, uh, coming to the field every day to compete, um, being a good teammate, uh, you know, locking in at, on every pitch, it's tough in pro ball, um, you know, playing every single day, nine innings a day. Um, it's, it's tough. And I think my competitiveness willing to win, I think that's, that's my best, you know, aspect of my game besides, besides the beard. Where did where did the beard come into play? Because I I gotta be honest with you, if you there's a great picture of you in a perfect game outfit where you look like you're like 12 years old. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when, um, when did when did the beard when did the commitment to the beard happen? Yeah, so my uh, my parents always liked me clean shaven uh, growing up all through high school. Um, I get a little facial hair here and there, and then uh, freshman year at Louisville all fall, you know, I'd shave pretty much every day. And come come the season time, um, I started getting really hot at the plate uh, in, in the beginning of the year. And here's you know I'm a little freshman, had some facial hair, and uh, there all the seniors were like, and upperclassmen, you know, you can't shave now. You know, you're 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 playing really well. And so you know, I grew it out all the way through Omaha that year, and it was just huge, big, burly. You know, I was putting you know oil and balm in there, shampoo and conditioning, whatnot. And uh, so that that's where it's it's came from, and ever since then, you'll you'll never really see me clean shaving. 
I love that. Yeah. I, that. That's just that's the 2013 Red Sox right there. By the way, I feel like I feel like there's somewhere in Talladega Nights like a, a mention of oil and bombs, like in a beard or something. <laughs> so it's excellent. All right, probably cool. we got could we get cool. time for one more before we get one a, more? Uh, yeah, what we got? All right, what's what has been one hobby or one thing outside the game that you've really taken up since uh, getting drafted? Yeah, um, for me, I've always been a, a big uh, deer hunter. Uh, turkey hunting as well, but turkey hunting more in the spring. So uh, can't really do that much spring turkey. But um, once once I get home in, in September, it works out perfect. You know, at middle to end of September is the end of the you know professional baseball season. And that's right when deer deer season opens up for for uh, with the bow in Wisconsin. So uh, ever since, you know, I was 10 years old, I'd always go up there with grandparents and my, my uncles, my sister. And, you know, just, just spend time in the woods. And now, you know, for me at the end of last year, you know, the, the strength coaches and every, you know, everyone was like, you know, you take two weeks off to fully recover your body. You know, we don't want you throwing a baseball, swinging a bat, lifting a weight, um, you know, just relax for two weeks to make sure your body heals. And I'm like, all right, I know right where I'm going, right in the tree stand. So (laughs) I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, Bo Jackson, huge, uh, bow hunting guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he loves archery. Not and, not uh, saying that you are the next Bo Jackson, but oh, I'm just I'm making the connection there. I gotta be honest, yeah. if you beat Marcelo in this race, I am dubbing you the next Bo Jackson. So the uh <laughs> and by the way, I can give you the names and perhaps photos of a few of the media members who are lingering down there, which if you want to practice your bow hunting, um, I'll be happy to uh, point them in your put them in your direction. So there you go. Perfect. Yeah. 